to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. And we are doing the Scream franchise. Well, this is Scream 4 that we will be talking about, which was the last one. But Scream 5 comes out later on. So when that movie comes out, we will break that one down. I'm That'll your be host. our first official like special edition podcast. Yep. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, Cut off the presses. <laughs> yes, we have to have that in the podcast when we do it. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. I've fallen in love with this series, and I did not see that coming when we started. Same here. We're also alongside here with a highly average Keith Swetland. <laughs> Yeah, the the bottom the, the the best of the best of the middle of the worst. He's a real deputy Judy. <laughs> a real Judy. But hey, uh, on on a side note, there, uh, this was going to be my original little cold open bit. I didn't know we were watching the Rogue Cut. It's a Days uh, of Future you. Past. It's a Days of Future Past special Blu-ray release reference for the listeners who don't know what I'm talking about. It was a really Keith, good what? joke. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, um there's a plot line where Wolverine and uh, not, we didn't do Cyclops, I think, go off to go find Rogue to help solve this problem in the future when the Sentinels are gonna go attack him in the cave, and they're like, Yo, I'll bet Rogue could solve this problem. But it's Rogue the one that sends uh Wolverine back, so it's weird. It's some weird, weird thing. Yeah. But sorry, then, Keith. Uh... <laughs> sorry, Keith, but we're doing Scream 4. Okay, we're not doing uh, Days of Future Past Road Cut. Not yet. Wait, what movie are we doing? Scream ah! 4. Ah! Ah! <laughs> Nerds. Uh, ah! movie... ah! There it is. Thank you. Um Movie came out on April thirteenth, April fifteenth. Once again, directed by Wes Craven, his last movie that he directed because he passed away of brain cancer right after. I was going to ask if he was dead, and that's why he's not doing the new one. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Runtime of one hour and fifty-one minutes. Tight ninety for you, Keith. There, yep. uh, yeah. It had a it 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 drug in a couple parts. It was a wasn't it wasn't bad it was the tightest of 90s like i wouldn't say it was a full tight 90 but of the four movies we've seen i would say it was the closest to being a tight 90 well i'll get i'll I'll get into it later but i'm developing a theory about because this was a big kind of generation jump oh yeah (laughs) And and i think i think 18 to 22 year olds were just cooler in the 90s because 2011 kids sort of suck. They're just not as cool or clever. They're not. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a big jump, 11 years uh, from the Scream 3. Once again, it stars the uh, uh, original members of the first one of Courtney Cox, David Arquette, and Nev Campbell. This time, join alongside with the new Fresh Blood literally and figuratively uh emma roberts it wasn't cg yep 
Hayden Pantanieri. Pantanieri. Say my wish she was my wife's name correctly. <laughs> Got it there, pal. Rory Culkin, Eric Nudson, uh, Nico Tortella, Anthony Anderson, Adam Brody. Hey, Brody. Marley Shelton, Allison Bree. So there was a uh, we the, for this movie, you could tell it's like that they're trying to do that. You know, we hit gold with '96, so let's try it again with the new cast. It really felt like, and so I had this question: so one, two, and now four completely nailed the casting, in my opinion. Like they went TV stars trying to make them big stars. Or like even just like get the really high quality B rate talent and have it play out. Why didn't they do that for three? Was that just bad casting or was that intentional for like the meta of doing the stab movie shittily thing? Well, and I was watching this and apparently like I don't know shit about CW shows. These are a bunch of like just like shitty CW teen soap opera TV stars, which is kind of funny. Hayden Penetieri <laughs> has been a main star on television for like a decade plus on NBC. You have Hayden. You have Hayden from Remember the Titans, from Heroes. You have Nashville um, if for the older crowd who listen to us. Yeah, I feel like that wasn't. She wasn't part of Nashville yet. I think. It, I think that started like. Oh no! I think it was after. I think you're right. How are we yeah. doing in that uh, eighteen to twenty year old demo? On, uh, Dynamite. Uh, it came out a year <laughs> after. Uh, it came out a year after. Um, uh, scream. Uh, you have a- Adrian Brody. He was in uh, the OC. Adam Brody. See, now I fucked your head by bringing up Adrian Brody. You piece of crap. Uh, no, Adam Brody. <laughs> no, was, he was in the was OC. Adrian. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian, Adam Brody, the double A of Brody's. Uh, you have Anthony Anderson. I think he was star. Uh, Transformers have, has already happened. He was in Law and Order before this. I fucking loved him in Law and Order, by the way. It was <laughs> such a all... weird because he's such a comedy guy in everything. But like Law and Order, he was just a straight good cop and it was awesome. Wait, Anthony Anderson was in Law and Order. Yeah. He was one of the last detectives for the original Law and Order. Oh, that's which cool. they're bringing back. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. This re- or just Law and Order, not SVU, not all that. But like, are they like, going to be like shitty cops who just kill black people for no reason? <laughs> uh, who knows? It's, it is funny seeing Law and Order try to grapple with that because I want we watch a lot of SVU in my house, so they're like they like try to grapple with the fact that they're cops sometimes, which <laughs> is kind of funny. <laughs> That's all the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have the new class of uh, who will get killed, who will not. So Rick, let's break down that plot. Boys, girls, non-binary, pansexual, and everything in between, please gather round for the reading of the plot to Scream 4. A decade has passed since the last set of the ghost face murders. Sydney Prescott has returned home for the end of her book tour. She has finally come to terms with the traumatic events of her youth and has tried to move out. Move on. Get out of that darkness. Somehow, Dwight Dewey has become sheriff of his small town. Not really sure how or why that was allowed. 
And the hand thing is completely gone at this point. And the limp. Yeah, and the limp. Gail Weathers is no longer Gail Weathers, but Gail Riley, as she and Dewey settle down. She is no longer a shitty kind of reporter and is now trying to write a new book. Nothing comes to her, though. Sydney seems to be winding up her book tour, has returned home to finish it all off. When it all begins again. Two children are murdered at home. And there seems to be an attachment to her cousin. What is happening back in this small town? And can they figure it all out before another traumatic teen murder happens? Find out all of this and more in Scream. Screaming 4. Scream 4. M. Night Shyamalan's the screaming. <laughs> screaming. Uh, so, and so with uh, Nev Campbell's character coming back, so it is a book tour, but in a deleted scene, it was supposed to be the fact that her uh, father passed away. So, like this, the storyline is that she hasn't come back since that. And this is the first time of her coming back. Why so, didn't they throw that in there? That's weird. Right, just deleted scene. So, what did you guys think of Scream 4? Well, it's the fourth go-around, fourth week in a row watching the Scream movie. I'm starting to get a little Scream fatigue, so I had to, like, stretch my eyeballs to watch it objectively. So, it was it was fun. I like, I wish the the comedy, the, the comedy is starting to go away a little bit for me. I, the it went whole, way, like, heavier with the meta and less comedy, which was kind of weird. Like, I like the, the book. I think the book was a joke because that was pretty funny like the book cover was really corny and then like she was giving a talk at a bookstore that was kind of cheesy like I think that was a pretty good joke I, I got a couple of good laughs out of her like like reading corny passages I, I thought that was pretty good and then into dark out of the light and into the darkness or whatever the line was like I thought yeah, that, I that, think the line was you either um live long you die a hero or live long enough to be the villain i think that was how it went yeah michael then michael kane shows up and then yeah. like um morgan freeman like really has an ethical conundrum and then the rogue was there yeah weird. and then somehow logan <laughs> i don't know what it was it was fine it was fine I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna try to develop my theory as i go on but like these this movie, I think, was objectively better than three, but I just like liked the characters more in three. They were more like weird, and these, all, all these kids kind of felt the same to me. See, I loved this one. I thought the way that I really loved the incredibly heavy meta in this movie really like ticked a lot of boxes for me, especially with the opening being two separate openings leading into a third opening. That was fun. Like that was bonkers, and I loved it. Like just, I think they took more shots at themselves in this movie for the jokes instead of like other horror movies. Like it was really a self-reflective movie when it came to the jokes. Well, they did the big-titted blonde line thing again. I was trying to remember what they said. That was from Scream 1 that I can't can't remember. And whereas like in 3, I didn't care when people like, and when everyone was dying, it was like, whatever. Like I have no attachment to these characters. I felt more attached, like... The way they established the characters in this movie felt better to me. Like there was more like care when someone was dying. 
Well, it's still, we're four movies deep and like teenagers have friends die and they just go to parties, which I still can't comprehend. <laughs> right. That's funny. Hey, hey, this one, this time it wasn't a movie. It was a stabathon of all the <laughs> movies. That, That's fair. That was, that, that, that was kind of a, that kind of cracked me up a little bit. They were like kind of making fun of the party before they went, but it turned out to be like the coolest looking party I've ever seen in my life. That looked like oh, so yeah. much fun. <laughs> and just like, I guess I'm coming away and because coming into this movie, I'm like, all right, this is Scream 4. What can you really do at this point that's not going to just suck? Yeah. And I thought it was pretty inventive of how they did everything and tried to like reboot while staying like to the original and having a good connection to the previous movies while doing something different. Like I was pretty impressed with how well they pulled that off. So I was down with the new movie dork character. He's not Jamie Kennedy, but I still liked him. But he's doing so, the 2011 streamer, like constantly streaming for his vlog and yeah, yeah, yeah. But stuff. something that bugged me is this movie didn't feel like a reboot. It felt like this was a sequel. It didn't feel like rebooted. I felt this was a reboot slash sequel in a way of that. I felt like if they if the movie did well enough, they might continue with the reboot because the uh uh rick's girl hayden was supposed to be the next sydney because that's what the idea was craven's idea was to have her be the lead in the new <sighs> franchise i would have loved that i would have but i was so sad when she died in this movie uh she's still questionable by the way she's I, I, yeah. that, that, that's dumb if they bring her back. She's dead. She got she got murked, dude. She got so there. It, you just <laughs> she, ruined you just ruined Scream Five, Keith, because it's going to be uh, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen's uh, love interest from I don't know. I'm sure it, Hay- it was Hayden Christensen and Adrian Brody starring yep. Scream Six, the piano. Scream Six, there it is. <laughs> that's who. That's who the killers are. I also just uh, appreciated in this movie far more than three was. Uh, less screen time for Gail Weathers and uh, Dewey because them being the main focus in three was awful. I, 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 I would say I enjoyed this movie for, for what it was. I have like, I cannot remember three at all. When people, when I'm looking at my research and stuff and like, Oh, this <laughs> happened in three. I'm like, and who are you again? <laughs> I remember that the killer was her brother. Half brother. Yep. Right, half brother. Yeah. That's it. Got it. Uh, I like the idea of them going back to more gore in a way of like the neighbor getting slapped. Like Rick texts me like, holy shit, the gore's up. I'm like, you're at the neighbor scene. Got it. Dude, but it was also like right from the start. Like from the rip, it was like, Hey, look! There's this girl standing in the doorway, and her throat is gushed open. Yeah, I think the the movie knew. I think that like the movie knew that three was kind of mocked for being tame. I think like the movie knew it. <laughs> like Wes Craven really was like, yeah, that kind. Of, I agree. That kind of sucked. Let's bring yeah. it back. Uh huh. This is the uh, in the first time in the movie franchise that they actually use a CGI knife. Uh, I did not notice that. Because Craven didn't when, want to... Huh? When did that happen? Like, almost all the knives are CGI'd. 
Huh. Craven did was wanted to avoid using prop knives that are rubber and cardboard or collapsible. So he CGI'd huh. all the knives. That is fairly impressive because I did not notice that even a little bit. Yeah, that that is impressive. Usually that's something that sticks out to me, especially in 10-year-old movies. Like mm-hmm. that's that is often you could catch it. Yeah. yeah. But see, it's when you do CG that way. Like CG in little amounts works really yeah. really effectively. But like when you try to do grandiose things, it's usually when it sticks yeah. out pretty easily. When, when it's CGI a knife, you won't notice it. But when you CGI a whole background that you do it poorly, then you just go, okay, there's in front of a giant green screen that looks terrible. Uh, also, this is the first movie in the franchise that the motive doesn't have to involve with uh, Nev Campbell's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, I mean, I, she does get told by one of those shitty people, like after the deaths start happening, though, that you're just like your mom, Sydney. So essentially calling her a whore, I guess. What do you guys think of the idea that in from three, because I remember the fact that uh, Sydney was a guidance count, you know, a counselor for abused women. Now she's like, I'm on book tour, so <laughs> I'm a sellout. I mean, I wouldn't say so. She's doing like a self-help book. I would have liked to see more. I mean, I guess it's 2011 yet, so we haven't had the self-care like full awakening yet. Because like I would have liked more like talking about the clear PTSD that Sydney Prescott has to deal with. They really should have had a scene of her doing a TED Talk. That would have been so funny. Was was that a thing in 2011? When did TED Talk start? Yeah, no, it was there. Yeah, that but, God. Yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't as like if the movie was made now, they would have had a scene of her doing a TED talk with like the headpiece mic walking back and forth on a stage talking about how to like be your strongest self. Oh, that's <laughs> the thing though. That's the thing. Crazy. Though. Book, yeah. book tours. That's what they normally do now. It seems crazy that like we've never like even heard her mention seeing a therapist. Right. <laughs> like getting uh, some sort of like sacri- like some sort of help for the intense trauma she's had to deal with in her life. Um, yeah, she, she once again saw someone's guts spilled out. <laughs> uh, by the way, Keith, TED Talks started in 1984. God okay. damn, TED Talks are old. I didn't realize that. Technology, entertainment, design. But like, Is that what TED stands for? <laughs> yeah. Fucking blew my mind. Y'all, y'all ain't NPR heads. <laughs> no. So like with this movie being a sequel slash reboot, plus there are a ton of callbacks. You know, in the uh, kills in the first sequences, the girl trying to escape the through the garage door. Yeah. And Love, like, that scene was a- so fun. That was, that was comedy. That was because this movie sort of lacked in comedy, so the comedy that was there stuck out to me. Like the scene, it just bounces off the top of her back. That cracked me up, man. <laughs> but also, not the way garage doors work. No, not at all. The sensor would have stopped it long before. Like <laughs> <laughs> she literally was laying in the sensor. Yeah, but that wouldn't have that wouldn't have been as funny. Although if it, it would have been funny if like Ghostface tried to hit the button over and over again, it just wouldn't go. <laughs> uh, also- there was some Ghostface getting his ass kicked. Or spoiler, her ass kicked. There wasn't enough like fall. Like there was the one scene where Ghostface got kicked down the stairs. That was fucking (laughs) hilarious because he just like floated down the stairs. Or there's a scene where he just gets like tripped when he's running in a hallway and he just falls over on his face. (laughs) I forget forget which one that was in, but that one cracked me up. 
there's also a dummy of Rose McGowan's character Tatum at, at the Stabathon. Oh, and cool. if you if you uh, if you looked around at the ca- other you know side characters at Stabathon, they're dressed up as uh, Dewey and Gale. By the way, Dewey's mustache was on point in this movie. It, like, it was better. It was a lot like less creepy. Yeah. And Rick, as I said in the text, the reason why uh, Dewey is sheriff is because everybody else died. So. <laughs> That's my uh, response to why he is sheriff now, but he's so bad at it. That shot when, when he tries to shoot Ghostface, that was so funny. Too. How does he go from hitting five in the center mass in three to missing by a country fucking mile I, in four? I, I don't think I'm exaggerating. He was over ten feet off. <laughs> he shot like the he wood shot above the, the head. Above, yeah, he shot the roof. Yeah. But, oh, no, they, funny. yeah. So they, uh, this is the first. No, I did. Is this the first that time that Courtney Cox character got stabbed? No, she, she got stabbed in the first one. Oh, did oh, she? Yeah. Okay, that's right. No, wait, no, she didn't. She got in a car crash in the first car one. crash. Yeah. First one, second one. Um, I she feel hit, like she, she's been no, she did get stabbed in the second one because or did she get shot in the second one? She, she got, got shot, shot in the second, second one. She got in the second yeah. one, third one. She got tied up and like beaten up. Yeah, this might have been her first time getting stabbed. This is her first time getting stabbed. Yeah. Because I'm trying to remember what happened when she pulled the gun in the first one. But I think they just punched her. I don't know if they stabbed her. I'm trying to remember. Does she say, just go on and do it? Like, just stab me already? I feel like she was in it because I watched the trailer for the movie. And like in the trailer, she says to Ghostface, like, kill me if you can or something but i no. don't remember that being in the scene hmm. i i might just having uh, like halloween kills uh because in that movie they're like just do it it's just like oh god <laughs> why he's just going to kill by me. the way kill while we're, uh, well and while we're still judging people's appearances in this uh, episode i think C- courtney cox is at a really awkward phase in her life she like looks better now than she did in this movie. She had like yeah. some she had like some pretty botched plastic surgery, I think. I mean she was questionable looking... if you haven't seen current Courtney Cox, because apparently she's had some more surgery recently oh. and it's not looking great. That's too bad. Courtney, gotta... You're a fine looking woman. Just embrace <laughs> your inner beauty. <laughs> now I'm uh, I'm not one to tell a woman how to be, but <laughs> this was like the first time she had good hair. Um but oh, yeah. uh, I will say that during this movie, uh, Arquette and Courtney uh, Cox were on separation as they were oh, wow. getting divorced, like I, two years late, a year or two years after this. But like they're they're already separated apart, so they kept it professional. Nice. I texted Joe during this movie about this, where like there was weird tension at points during the movie, and then it felt really cathartic at the end. So either Wes Craven intentionally wrote that into the movie to help them deal with what they were going through, or they're just really good actors. Right. Like they, it felt like I don't know if it was just the extra meta of their separation, or if I'm just putting that into the movie because I know. But like mm-hmm. it felt awkward and tense early on, and then like it was so nice at the end. It was also nice that we didn't start at square one with fucking Gale and. 
Stewie for once. Like they oh, were yeah. just married and it was okay. And uh, yeah, they could have mellowed married out the, and, the Gale arc. <laughs> but nice. they're married and they're 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 having issues right now. It's just like uh-huh. uh of course. Except they like are. the issues are that like weird fucking cross-eyed bitch is trying to fuck the sheriff. Like very obviously. Well, you know, that was a I, that was a kind of a weird thing about this movie. They tried to make us think that everybody was the killer, like a little more. Which loudly. they did, which they normally do, but this is yeah. like the first time I think they you know, it's at the forefront of like it could be this person, it could be this person. Yeah, they even tried to make us yeah, I didn't it feel the... that I felt like the who done it in this was the worst of the who done it's like yeah, I didn't. <laughs> well, it didn't really feel like anyone was really a killer. Like I was like, I never really thought it, anyone in the grouping was a killer. Well, yeah, but like they do for like the who done it stuff. It's like um, the deputy, deputy Hicks, the um, you know the her standing in the shadow in the hallway yeah. when uh, Sydney comes out like, saying goodnight to the niece, and then you know it's like I went to school with you, you just don't remember me yeah. being there with you, and you then felt, like way more incompetent than anything to me and then the (laughs) um uh boyfriend she was the dewey oh god they just made her dewey from the first one yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. i didn't think about that's funny those lemon bars looked pretty good though they suck though they suck (laughs) they taste like ass they're they're not they're delicious (laughs) by the way uh, dewey doesn't have a limp because of years of physical therapy that's what they I figured that's what know. it was, and they just were like not trying to like WWE red flag us, like yeah, to nothing explain, us, explain well, to us what happened. And, yeah. and also, no, fuck off. He looked corny when he was walking. They just wanted to take that out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it looked like two that walking too was stupid as fuck. Yeah, I was like, come on. <laughs> you got stabbed in the shoulder, bro. That's not how this works. Like, if you got yeah. stabbed in the spine, then okay, but yeah. Uh, but you have that. Then they also have the um, the boyfriend because of like all the s- sketchiness that he's doing of like showing up at her bedroom, like what Billy did in one, um, coming over at the at the party. You texted me. No, you, no, I didn't. Yeah, you know, it's just like the big red. They're doing the red flags on people. You'd be like, I don't know. He, he just felt like a big douche. Like he yeah. never felt like he had like had killer vibes. He just always felt like a mega douche. Like when they showed him at the Stabathon, he was just like had two, his arm around two girls, even though he spent most of the movie trying to get back with Jill. I'm oh, like, God. man, that guy is a grade A douchebag. I can't. I, I was having. I, I I couldn't tell what they were trying to do with Trevor. He was kind of weird. Like. I, He's just supposed to kind of be a bad guy, like the really like popular bad boyfriend in high school. I think. Well, like, I think they were pretty clearly trying to like. He was like, "Oh, he's the killer." That's like he was like the he was the distraction. He was the, like the red herring the whole time. And yeah, was, that's like, what he was supposed to be. But it was so clear that he wasn't the killer because it was because he was clearly the killer. <laughs> that's not how these movies work. <laughs> it one hundred percent the fact of if it's the, if you think it's the person thinking it is, it's not. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like yeah. Go, Scream One was the only it pulled that off the best with uh, Stu. What's his name? Stu. What Stu was, and Billy. Yeah, Stu, because he was Stu was like, oh shit, Stu's the killer. And then, <laughs> and then it's like, no, he can't be the killer. He's too obvious. Oh my god, he's the killer. <laughs> yeah. I also appreciated that the killers in this one ended up being the the kids who survived from the first one. 
like Jill being the Sydney Prescott character and Colkin being the uh, Jamie Kennedy character. They were the two kids who survived in the first one, but they're the killers in this one. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a nice, like, I realize that later. I'm like, oh, that's a nice, there's a lot of meta twists in this. And I really, like, Wes Craven's very smart. There's no oh. questioning that. And, like, he put a lot of his brilliance into this movie, and I really appreciated it. Yeah, and something I picked up on while I was watching my little YouTube recap before the record here is that the two killers, the, the hair and makeup they gave them made them look like Ghostface without, like, they both have oh, black Oh, yeah, hair. you're right. Because they're both very pale, like, white face. They both have, like, long black hair going down the side like a hood. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's something I picked up on. I th- and I, it, it had to have been on purpose. Like, so Also, I, personally, Emma Stone as with dark hair, fantastic way better than with blonde hair wait emma stone was in this emma roberts yeah sorry emma <laughs> yeah. roberts yeah get are it we, right are talking about are we talking about adrian brody again adrian yeah. brody, Chris, uh, hayden christensen and uh emma stone <laughs> what a movie but emma um, roberts with dark hair way better than with blonde hair yeah so they have um so like they uh the new characters are based or resembles characters from the first movie you got uh jill roberts says she's sydney and billy uh kirby is uh rose mcgallan's character and sydney the survivor maybe you have trevor as uh billy and they keep saying the dad and i'm like i don't know why he'd be the dad but then you have charlie as randy the nerd and then Stu, the killer um but yeah, it's just like, like I said earlier about how there's a lot of throwbacks and you know things that they try to resemble the resemble the first movie. But uh, one, of the, so I want to bring it up now. The scene of uh, Brody and a- Anthony Anderson getting murdered, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, Anthony Anderson getting stabbed in the head, and then just like going on for oh, a while. I loved it. I was, it was, I was so all for it. Funny. I loved the, it. Bruce, the fuck Bruce Willis line had me cackling. What was that? What was that referencing? Why was he saying fuck Bruce Willis? Like I, I didn't get it. Just because earlier in the movie they were like, you know, cops always get killed in movies unless they're Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. Also, because we've now learned in the year of our Lord 2021 that Bruce Willis is kind of a douchebag. <laughs> there you go. But Wes Craven had that scene put in of uh, Anthony Anderson getting stabbed in the forehead and then walking because that's medically accurate that he saw it on TV that uh, a man got stabbed in the head and then walked himself to the hospital. God, that scene where he gets stabbed in the head and just like, he gets the crimson mask. Oh, God. We saw that not but uh, 20 years ago in Happy Gilmore with the nail in the head. Yep. Mr. Gilmore did that feed about an hour ago. <laughs> Accomplished that one. I will say, though, the incompetence of the people in this movie, way higher than any other screen movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, people are dying left and right, and people are just not taking it serious in the least. And that kind of bugged me. The little casual phone calls between the teens. They're, they're like, they're like somebody just got murdered and whatever. <laughs> we well, you know what? What's a, what should have, I'm, I'm just thinking about it. What should have 
keyed us on to, okay, this is a different type of scream, is that when Emma Roberts' character, Jill, gets the, what's your favorite? You meant Watson. Stone? (laughs) Emma Stone? Um, When she gets the, what's your favorite scary movie phone call in the morning? Because it all the scary stuff happens at night in these uh-huh. movies. And this is like yeah. the first time it happens at eight 30 in the morning before high, you know, high school. It's like, that's a little odd that you're getting yeah. that phone call. And that, I think if you think about it, that should throw you off a little bit. Like that's weird that in all the other movies it happens at, you know, 10, 10, nine, 10 o'clock at night while this one's happening at eight 30 in the morning. Uh, then- did they more than once think that the the ghostface was joking on the phone in this movie? They're like, "No, you're not ghostface." I think that happened at least once. Yeah, because well, they, ha- they happened. They happened. They were in the at the morning. house. He thought it was Trevor calling. Yeah, yeah. So every time he called, they thought it was a joke. God, I think. <laughs> I know he's. We're supposed to hate him. He's. But fucking Trevor brought this movie's star rating down for me. <laughs> oh yeah, he's odd. like, it was a bad character, like poorly written. Like, there was nothing redeeming about him. That when he gets killed in the end, you're just kind of like, okay, All right. yeah, bummer, yeah. <laughs> uh, according to Wes Craven, the original opening for this movie would have taken place as celebrating Sydney's completion of her book. During the celebration, Ghostface Ghostface would have attacked her and stabbed her. uh, And then the rest of the movie would take place three years later. But Bob Weinstein vetoed that and uh, said nay to that. The real villains of the Scream quadrilogy? What's four movies called? (laughs) Quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. Um, Is the Weinsteins. When that popped up again, I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Stop reminding me of this douchebag. Well, hey. they, they've got their names on some of the greatest films of all time, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, also, I just found the information that this was the first movie that Courtney Cox got stabbed in. That's interesting. Uh, go us. Uh, one thing I don't understand about the world is why do all the Culkin brothers look the same? Dude, seriously. Maybe like it's creepy. The seed is strong. One of them's hosting. Uh, hosted uh last week's uh saturday night live which is weird yeah, yeah. That's a, that, that was a funny coincidence i learned that watching it last night yeah yeah wait macaulay Culkin hosted an snl no he did it yeah he did when he was younger but the uh rory not rory that's the kieran? one kieran kieran Culkin, the one from scott pilgrim hosted yeah. <laughs> Just a lot of forehead in that family. <laughs> a lot of forehead, a lot of dead behind the eyes. Yeah, a lot of. I, I picture their house like really gothic. I picture, but but they're like Halloween. Parties. Well, I know they all hate their hate their uh, father. So, oh good, got that going for them. Uh, I like in this movie that that they try to be more updated. So, AK when the friend. Uh, has the uh, stream going at all times. So now when the new one gets filmed, TikTok and Instagram Live has to be a thing, right? Oh, oh yeah, I hope definitely. So. It, yeah, they got it. If, if they don't grapple with like the 
like the like the phone phone TikTok Snapchat Vine world, then they're missing out. But I'm I'm I've got a funny question, and it's a bit of a, a recycled old meme and joke. But if you had a uh, Macaulay Culkin's character from Home Alone versus Ghostface, who would win? Somehow God. Macaulay Culkin would win. <laughs> yeah, he would. I would love that just because of the hijinks of seeing Ghostface get hit in the nards with like a falling oh, yeah, fan. Right. <laughs> Slip down the stairs because they put some oil on the steps or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, Trevor, the boyfriend, was originally meant to be Ghostface in the original script, but they vetoed it because of the fact that it would have been so similar to Scream 1. Yeah, a little too on the nose. Well, they had too many shots of Trevor, like, in the dark, doing menacing glares. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I liked how the movie... I liked the twist. I did not see that coming. I thought it was a cool twist. Part of me actually kind of wanted her to kill Sydney and get away with it, just to see, like, where they could go with the franchise. Yeah, we don't need... We don't really need Sydney anymore. <laughs> like, well, that would have been such a cool... Especially if, like, she was getting chased by Ghostface in the next movie, and it's like... Motherfucker, I've already done this. Yeah. Well, that's why that. So, for Wes Craven's intent, this was supposed to be the first movie of a new trilogy, but with him passing, that stopped it. Hmm. Oh, and so that's, like, that's why, it's why so long to get back around to it. That's why Hayden uh, Christensen, as we keep calling her, <laughs> yeah, uh, Kirby was. She was supposed to uh, survive the stabbing and then move on to be the new. Sydney. So she was going to be the lone survivor. Yes. Yep. I've been but, okay with that. I love me some Hayden Christensen. Like there it is. Well, just yeah, a if, really attractive, attractive person. If Hayden Pants Terry is the star later on, I wouldn't. I'd be okay with that. I don't think she's in the new movie. Well, she's dead. I I, <laughs> I, I have a. We're gonna do a. Uh, let's predict the Halloween uh, Scream Five when uh when we're done with this and let's have some right. fun see yeah let's see who's the killer <laughs> yeah exactly or who comes back if there's any surprises and stuff but mm-hmm. uh, i also appreciated the- that finally we had the dual killers and the like smart like psychotic one actually stabbed their cohort which yeah. should have happened in the first one like billy should have killed Stu. like that's the way it should have gone oh those like, make sure there's no one to like <laughs> leak any more information that was cool. Of I'm I'm only going to be the only star of this because this whole point of them that you know the plot twist is that Sydney's niece Jill and the uh, movie loving guy or the killers are because they want their fame, they want the fortune. They're tired of Sydney, or she the Jill's tired living in Sydney's shadow for the past you know twenty years or ten years. Um, 18 years i think i think they're seen 17 18 i think they're seniors in high school yeah so and all these years of living her shadow and she wants the glory she wants the fame she wants the money and uh rory corkin's just there and you know all right let's do what well, let's do what billy and Stu did let's stab each other and let's look her and then she goes no nah, i got a better idea and this stabs him in the heart just like that was gruesome i love that scene <laughs> dude even with all the brutal murders in this one, watching her kick her own ass to me was like the most like hard thing to watch in this movie. I was like, Jesus Christ, this chick is psychotic. Oh yeah, she does the fight club scene. Fight I like club, that yeah. part. Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah, that's like 
that had to have been a reference that was like beat for beat and note for note like oh, the yeah. same the same scene from fight club <laughs> so yeah uh, that was cool and like the brilliance of her and everything she did and how perfect everything had to kind of work out to make everything work like no one can really overtake billy in my mind just because he's so iconic but god damn did she play like a brilliant psychopath like it was so better than two and just having like a random psychopath and stuff like god her character was so good to me the whole the internet fame motive didn't quite grab me so i mean i liked her she was good like she was smart but like all for the sake of internet fame and her being jealous of sydney was kind of weird because she like barely knew her but she said that it was because like every person in her family talked about her like that's the only thing that got brought up yeah i I guess so it it just it it didn't quite work for me also how can you not believe in clout when like that's all (laughs) fucking people like in that generation talk about nowadays well this movie is the closest to like like they're probably they're closest to my age because they're what they're like 19 or they're like oh they're are they seniors i'm sorry are you saying people who are seniors in 2011 are the closest to your age no 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 his his, the age he loves he says in 2011 i was 22 or 23 or somewhere around there so this is the closest of the screen movies to people my age dude in 2011 you would have been 24 or 25 we graduated in 2005 so we were six years out of high school yes so but compared to the other movies this is the closest one right but if you're actually comparing to like when the movies got released we would have been closest to like three when was three was 2000 2001 we would have been freshmen in high school Okay, that's a little closer. God damn it, you're really, you're really trying to play down your age here, buddy. You're you're older than you're. Really no, trying I'm trying to... to play down what I'm trying to d- relate it to is that, dude, I'm... we were two and a half generations out of high school by the time they were doing this. We have no connection to their thing. Like we're closer to the generation <laughs> from the first one for the way high school was than we are to this one. That's true because I gave I didn't give a fuck about internet fame in 2011 <laughs> like we like we because we found the bits with like the im things we like how oh, funny like it's early yeah. in yeah no that's true we're in this one like she had access to her phone to type messages from her iphone on her computer i like the scenes of her clicking open the the old like the old keyboard phone what what i'm getting out of this is from keith is that he he associates don't call me a pedophile okay so for now on keith, thank you for this for now on when i introduce you here we keep don't nope. call me a pedophile as I was as I was going to get to the pedophiles association, these young kids. First, I what I assume is that he associates them with these kids technology base, not age or anything, just that he loves the way they use the technology of the flip <laughs> fo- all this and all the phones. But all in all, he's a pedophile now. I was uncomfortable. Like, I don't know why in the earlier movies, like when the teenagers were half dressed and I wasn't uncomfortable. I wasn't comfortable with this movie when they, when the first of the female trio got killed. 
we got the scene of her just in a brown. I'm like, mm, I'm uncomfortable with that. Oh, yeah, that you was... You seem too young for this scene to be happening to my <laughs> 34-year-old ass. The, the weird thing is that if you go back and watch the 1996 movie, they all look like they're 30. And then you watch this one, they're like, yeah, you look like you're 18 or yeah, maybe 19. That's like a, like maybe there's a reason for those old movies why they always cast high schoolers with like 30-year-old actors because it's like okay to ogle 30-year-old actors. <laughs> like, I was uncomfortable with that scene. And like at least Hayden Panettiere like looked like she was probably in her 20s. Yeah. Oh, she was. Like, she is. She is. But that chick looked 16, 17. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm comfortable with this scene right now. <laughs> Can we just kill her already and let's move on? Yeah, right. Also, that her, oh my god, her murder. Joe like touched on it earlier. Holy shit, was that brutal. And like, Ghostface like mocked the girls across the window, like wiggling her I love that scene. I gotta say, I love that scene. I love that scene of like, hey, check the closet. She opens the closet, wrong closet, and they look across the, uh, to the neighbor and skadoosh. Oh, man. Why does she I, not hear that phone conversation going on in her own goddamn closet? I immediately like knew what was going to happen with that, but I still loved it. <laughs> it's like, I well, thought it was it's, awesome. It's like it well, was it's awesome. not in that closet. <laughs> Dude, throwing the body through the window and just like moving it around at Jill and Peyton Tierra. I was like, what is happening? Which which person did that kill? It had to be Colton. It, it, it was Colton's character. They're both so frail and tiny. Like, it goes fit, well, remember, head. Keith. Remember, when you put the mask on, the outfit on, you get superhuman strength. Yeah, I guess so. You're able to yeet people. <laughs> you, you, if you're able to yeet people like crazy, you should be able to, you know. Like, there's no way Rory Culkin's lifting up a like a full-grown teenage person. <laughs> or like from the opening kill scene where like they throw that one late like little girl through the window at her friend. Right. Yeah, they're the both of them are little like pathetic nerds with like spaghetti arms. <laughs> Dude, they're wiry. They're re- they don't look it, but they're strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that psycho strength. Well, it's yeah. like it's that funny thing where we brought up about how um, the ghost face doesn't get his ass kicked as much, but like Sydney drop kicks, like you know, that kicks him in the fo- face, Dude, and then he that falls was down the so stairs. Good, holy the- shit, that kick was good. That they did the Michael Myers mistake though of like, okay, well they're probably good. Got Turn around, yeah, yep. exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, like, also, people who got murdered were so dumb in this one. Like, the publicist who got out of her locked car she was safe in. Right. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? I think she was afraid, the like, they was going to break the... They were afraid that she was bust the window down, that's how. Dude, it is... Rory Culkin's little spaghetti arms breaking through a car okay. window. <laughs> like, car windows are nigh impossible to shatter. Like, you have to have a very certain tool edge to break a car window. And I'm, Rory Corkin be- does superhuman strength yeah. with the I'm, mask on. I'm beginning to think that picking Rory Culkin's little baby arms isn't the right thing to do <laughs> in a Scream movie. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm also down to do, like, a Stabathon type marathon of, like, Either the Halloween movies or the screen movies. Like, are we just gonna oh. say it line for line while they're happening and throw popcorn the whole time? That's what I'm talking about. Who's gonna be Jada Pinkett Smith though and get stabbed in the theater? I'm, I'm sorry, go it the... might be the your the wife of yours, buddy, because she has the shortest hair. I call and... it glory hole death. That is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean yeah. I'm I'm getting stabbed in the bathroom? Well, <laughs> yes. Damn it. He, 
You know the end game. It's me and Keith being Stu and Billy because we're the crazy love lovebirds and, and Joe, and Joe, Joe, and we're also very strong. And we're very strong. And once mean- we get the, once we get that suit on, we're unstoppable. So was- does that mean uh, our lovely friend Trevor is Sydney Prescott and is the one who's going to stop you? Yep, Trevor is the only way to stop us. <laughs> there can okay, only so be one. So I talked about how much I love Jill and how brilliant her plan is, but there is one glaring problem I had with her plan was that if Trevor was supposed to be the killer, and that's fine, totally understand it. The way they killed him of popping him twice in the floor, which would leave clear bullet holes in the floor, because no offense, but shooting someone in the dick isn't going to stop a bullet. Unless it's a big dick. Don't get me started, okay? (laughs) You might have had a big dick. Rory Culkin probably could have stopped a bullet with his dick. Oh, yeah. But, like, wouldn't the cops have been like, man, this kid got killed right here on this spot. That's weird. Well, and the part that kind of cracked me up a little bit was how the how they perfectly orchestrated getting Rory Culkin strapped down to that chair. Like, like all the events leading up to that scene were so, like, wild and dynamic. So, like, all of a sudden, he's in that... <laughs> It was pretty clear that it was him when he didn't get stabbed in the window and instead got put in the chair. I'm like, okay, so he's he's in on. He got it, his right? head. He got his head hit against the window, and then they did yeah, but, the homage to one of having him tied up, and then yeah, oh, yeah having with, with, uh, Hayden, uh, Steve Pantalones, <laughs> um, do the and scream, the uh, scream questions all over again. Biblioteca. <laughs> But and then that fucking Hayden going outside, like Hayden, just stay in the room. Stop! Don't do stupid stuff. I appreciated yeah. her. I appreciated her not trusting him. That was cool. I was like, no, nope, fuck you. <laughs> and then I, runs outside, and I love that line though. No, was Kirby? No, Kirby. This is making a move. Got it. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what women get for being horny. They get murdered, right? <laughs> Uh, this Dude, is the other f- film nerd when they established the rule earlier in the movie of like you have to be gay not to die. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm gay as he gets sad was hilarious. He's <laughs> <Just> like, okay. <laughs> um, let me. I have the the new rules. There we are, right here. Of the new rules of the process. Um, one, don't fuck with the original. Uh, two, you have to be gay in order to survive. Three police officers will always die in horror movies, except Bruce Willis, especially if they're if they are near retirement, better looking <laughs> than the other person, or have a newborn on the way. Four, the original ending is always the false ending in a remake, and five, the killer is always behind you. Nice. See the, I love those scenes, and they were like well acted. But my problem is that this, in, in my opinion, this movie didn't feel like a reboot to me. This is just a sequel. So, like, all the reboot rules, like, didn't apply to me. Well, I would say it was a reboot in the way of, of restarting the franchise. Like, I guess it like, wasn't, like, a yeah. full reboot. It was a let's kick stream again reboot. Yeah, I guess, like, as in time had passed, and then yeah. the air, like... <laughs> um, it was just... I'm amazed at this point how much I enjoyed this quadrology. Mm -hmm. so just so good so let's play a game that we did in one of who's behind what murder Ooh, nice 
Oh, yeah. We're finally going to do that again. Yep, since uh, <laughs> one and two, uh, two and three are basically just one killer. So who killed, well, it's the, uh, what is it, Jenny and Maureen. That's the first two. Both was, of them. It was both of them, yes. Because, like, one was at the back door, one was at the front door. Yep. Uh, where are we at? I've got to find the other. Um, also, um, it's crazy, as I look this up, Read. it's crazy how they filmed it all, because that's what they wanted. They wanted that clout, too, because they wanted to do, like, Stab 8. The re- and also, the reason... The, so, Jill kills um, Marine because the boyfriend cheated on her with her. <laughs> Oh, oh but sorry, it was Jenny. Cool. Cool. Wait, Jenny. The ones Jenny. in the beginning, the first two girls? The first two, yes. Jenny's the one oh, that got... Oh, uh, okay. Okay. And her yeah. friend just unfortunately was there. Yes. Uh, the neighbor across the street is going to be Charlie, Colkin's character, because Kirby's across the street. Jill's um, across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, across... Yeah. Is the house over? Whatever. Yeah, and yeah, only yeah. Rory Culkin possesses the strength to do. Damn right, like brother. <laughs> uh, they believe that it was Charlie Culkin's character that did the the trunk stuff with the phone and the blood and the knife. That probably makes sense. Um, yeah, the cousin seemed busy. She she was a little too busy to be doing that. Yeah. So then we Dude, have. She uh, had the most. She had to have the most brutal. Well, I'll wait till we get to it. So yeah, Joe next. I'm going to say which, because to me, I think she had the most brutal murder, which was the cop one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Who did the cops? That had to be Jill, right? Because Culkin was busy stabbing um, Gail. Uh, And also... Culkin's at the uh, movie marathon, Sabathon. Yeah, he's at Sabathon. So it, it was Jill. So that means she the... fucking stabbed Brody and then stabbed poor Anthony Anderson right in the forehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Culkin's the one that stabbed Gail. Um, and then uh, the killer for the nerd who did the streamer. That had to be Culkin, right? Yes, it was because Jill was on the run. Jill's on the run. <laughs> also that kill i loved the humor they put in that kill where he had the camera on backwards so it made it look like he was going to see ghostface running up behind him but then he yeah. flipped it around to ghostface being in the door i love that that was the, hilarious the, uh, he was the, I, the his whole drunk vlogging scene was good i liked him walking around all wasted just saying dumb shit i thought that was pretty clever that's because <laughs> we've all lived that scene at some yeah, point just, walking just without the vlog camera <laughs> Just walk around, walking around spouting nonsense. Yeah. And then we know the rest of Jill uh, uh, killing the boyfriend, stabbing Sydney. Oh, um, I know why Keith doesn't like this movie as much. Because the killer's a woman. There it is. And uh, uh, by the way, Keith, uh, <laughs> the uh, scene of Jill beating herself up around the house to look like she was attacked is the exact same way that Edward Norton did in Fight yeah, Club. Yeah, with the glass table. <laughs> yep. But I, I was trying to think of like a cool way, like if the killer did get caught and then like, oh, it's him. And it's like, you know, he just 
keep saying it's not him, it's not him. He gets out, and then you know, like your classic horror type movie or action movie of you know the killer gets caught halfway through the movie, and then you just don't think of him the whole time. And then there's another killer, and then at the end, it's the reveal that there's two. That would have been cool. Oh yeah. Um, so I was appreciated we went back to two because only having one killer in three really sucked. Yeah. Well, what you're talking about there, Joe, is something I kind of hope they do in five is maybe break from the formula a little bit. Mm-hmm. Although it's like been we, it's been eleven years, they're gonna do the same thing. <laughs> eleven years because this, like, honestly, like, I honestly think what they're gonna be doing with the scream, this new one is the idea of what Halloween did. Because when Halloween came out in 2018, it was like a fresh new start, but it still had the same ode to one. And then that re- restarted the Halloween franchise. So I wonder if this movie in Scream 5 coming up will just restart the franchise all over again. Are they going to say 25 years later over and over and over and over and over again? <laughs> but first off, it was 40 in Halloween Kills. You son of a bitch, I know. <laughs> 40 years ago, he killed us all. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. In Scream 5, they're going to have, like, the town rally up. They, they should just do, like, sc- like they can call it Scream Kills. <laughs> no. So, at this weird. point, Sydney Prescott, through four movies, her boyfriend tried to kill her. Yep. Then her boyfriend's mother tried to kill her. Yep. Then her half-brother tried to kill her. And yep. then her cousin tried to kill her. hmm How is she just, like not just swearing people off altogether at this point. Either everyone around her is dying or trying to kill her. Why doesn't she, like, take her book money and, like, move to Hawaii? <laughs> I don't know. By the way, this is this is a weird... There's two things about this franchise here. Uh, first, this is the first Scream movie that doesn't have a character named Steven in it. Yeah. That's the weird thing. There's right. the boyfriend in one, Omar Epson two, and then uh, Patrick uh, War- Warburton the uh, security guard. It was Trevor. It's like spelled the same. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> and uh, the Scream franchise here landmarks that being the only only horror franchise to have both its main characters and director in all of them. Oh, Wes Craven was in this one? Yeah, he was the director. Yeah, but he was in it at some point? Well, he was, but it was a deleted scene. But it's oh. having all the main characters from the original one and the... Um, director returning that's like no other horror movie does that. oh yeah 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 that's right or i think maybe the insidious ones do or close to it or that the conjuring ones i meant they might do that but they only have like three out so yeah uh, but um yeah this is i don't know i i thoroughly enjoyed this movie i thoroughly enjoyed this franchise because as we said when we did Scream 1, it, that's the most known movie. And, like, I just bought that on 4K, and it, and it arrives tomorrow today. Oh, sick. Yeah, I'm, so, this was... Like, <laughs> I'm psyched I picked this one. That I never would have had a reason in my life to ever watch Scream 4. I never would have given a shit. Same. <laughs> yeah, same. I never had a reason to watch Scream in general. Like, it just yeah. was mm-hmm. never a movie that, like spoke to me to watch and now i think it's going to be like a yearly watch for me like when october rolls around it's gonna be time to pop the scream 4k in oh yeah scream scream one will 
don't want to spoil everything. Scream one such a like a classic, rewatchable. Like that's like. <laughs> I am so so. I've never wanted to redo a ranking on a movie before, but like I'm so mad at where I ranked Scream. Scream should probably be our highest rated movie. I'm gonna say it. I should have done it four and a half, and it should be our highest rated movie. Like next to Legally Blonde too. Through this series, it is just there so it is. good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, so let's uh let's predict yeah. scream five. That's right, it's, they just changed it to scream, right? It's the I hate new it. way, way to scream. It's, it's so tacky. Call it scream well, five, like have some balls, fucking as I, like, grow up. As I <laughs> said before, them, it's just what they do in movies nowadays. It's really annoying. Look at yeah, um yeah, look at Halloween 2018. Yep. It's just called yep. the Halloween, but it's supposed to be a sequel to Halloween. And when movies do that, like it, like it doesn't stand the test of time very well. Because then it's just when you look at the list or something, it just says Halloween in parentheses, twenty eighteen next to yeah. it. It's like well, even look at a uh, well, look at the Rob Zombie movie too. It's Halloween, um, like two thousand seven. Yeah, like I think Saw did it too. Saw did it with the recent one. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was called Spiral. No, the one there was one before. There was one before, before that. Oh, okay. Like the last one. There's like there's like eight of those goddamn movies. Yeah. So Scream 2022, since it comes out January 14th of 2022. So it's not that far away from us. Oh, Here's I gotta get easy. in one last little shout out before we move on. Okay. So I appreciated that this movie, speaking of Saw, this movie referenced Saw and like that t- during that time there like the torture porn movies were coming out like that was when like uh hostile and saw were kind of picking up steam so like that the that was cool that they like they they like the movie west craven like knew like hey there's this new trend in horror let's talk about it a little bit i, I thought that was kind of neat hmm. um so who do you think will do you think anyone from the original cast will die I... God, at this point, I say no. Like they should. Yes, <laughs> but I don't think they will. I, hope, I have. I hope so, but I don't think they will. I think our cat will. So, oh, God, really? He's like himself. the lowest on my list of the ones who would die. Like, I, I think, think Cox. If anyone was to die, I think it'd be Cox. I think it could be. I think it could be both of them. I honestly think like. Or it depends on how they want to do this route of will it be a new setup for a new franchise? So they might just kill all three in a way. Like it will not surprise me, and it will at the same time that if we have an opening scene of like one of the original members and then they get killed within before the scream title even pops up. I would be okay with Sydney dying. I think Sydney dying would be a good twist for the franchise. Like, I think Dewey sticking around, like, makes the most sense as always being this, like, overshadowing character, just because that's kind of, like, what he's been the whole franchise. Yeah, Dewey yeah. serves a role. I think that, I don't know, I'm, like, as, as we get closer, I'm a little bit less hyped about the new Scream movie. I think they're going to play it safe. And I don't think it's, because it, just, like, the visuals of the movie kind of look just like a safe kind of slasher to me. I'm also very afraid it's going to lose its, like, high quality comedy like yes because Wes Craven was very smart like there's very like 
highbrow comedy in this movie, which is funny when you talk about a lot of like the spills and falls that we laugh yeah. at. But there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of small smart things throughout the movie. Uh, and if it loses that, you kind of lose Scream. Like yeah, Scream is very smart. Because Scream One, like you could make it like it's half comedy, half slasher. Like <laughs> it's, it's Scream One is hilarious. Like, so are you? Are, so do you expect that? Uh, uh, do you expect that like the whoever the killer is in this movie is gonna go on TikTok and like do a selfie and do like the you know peace sign and like ah and then stab someone like there's the you know? <laughs> See, I almost think that they'll be beyond that because it feels like the scream movies were always ahead of the curve. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're gonna. Have so to like the next thing's gonna be something we like will be something that Gen Z's plugged into that we don't really know. You know, <laughs> they'll be on they'll be on Parlor. Yeah. Oh, that that'd be funny. No, it's a although it's a bunch of like like rich old white folks probably producing this movie, and they're like TikTok kids love TikTok. So I I, I think I think TikTok or it's not going to be called TikTok. It's going to be called something else, but it's going to be TikTok. Click clock. Yeah, something like that. But it, it's going to involve social media is going to be very present. And be... then you're probably right because Wes Craven isn't the one writing it and everything, where yeah. he was the one who knew how to stay ahead of the curve. Um. I I don't know. It's um one of the writers of the movie is Ke- Kevin Williamson, so he is the original writer of the original movies. He's done them yeah. all. all right. So we all have right. him. We'll see. Um, the people above him, though, they've got a lot more power Matt than just the writer. Matt Be- uh, Open, the director of Ready or Not, or in, um, Ready or Not. It's one oh, of the more recent movies that just yeah, came I've, out. I've seen Ready or Not. It was it was all right. Um, I'm predicting that uh, Dewey and Gale are going to be divorced in this movie, by the way. He's directed also VHS, a segment in that. And then also directed by Tyler Gillett. Um, he did Ready or Not and VHS too. Uh, another VHS segment mm-hmm. that Keith... You no, know, I saw some people predicting that we might get the first break from like the normal tradition of the opening kill scene where the person in the opening kill scene might survive it oh i would hate that <laughs> it's supposed to so we'll see like, how that goes because so i always I, they seem like james bond openings to me that's why i, lo- I love the scream opening because it's like kind of like mostly unrelated like just mm-hmm. cool action scene dude i really I, loved um Anna Paquin getting stabbed in the gut for talking too much about like shooting on the so stream funny. opening. <laughs> you talk too much. <laughs> I will say about this new upcoming stream, I was not hyped for it. The trailer came out. I was like, eh, whatever. But then after watching all four of these movies, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Let's, uh, yeah. Oh, Dude, and I saw it. when I, what movie did I go see recently? I don't even remember. But I, oh, when I saw Dune, they had a screen trailer in it. And I was just like, I was losing my shit hyped watching nice. that trailer before Dune. It was so good. That's not, yeah, I'm because I I think it'd be fun on. Did you see Dune big screen? I don't remember. I did. I did see Dune yeah. in the big screen. So I, I need think, to go see it in IMAX. So everyone says you have to see it in IMAX. Ooh, that sounds fun. But I think that that trailer might be more fun in a dark room on a big screen because I'm over time I've bec- I've kind of cooled off on the screen. The, like I've watched that trailer a couple times. I've kind of I've kind of cooled off on it. I think if we get it when we go see Eternals, spoiler alert for everyone, it's Eternals opening weekend to break the mystique of when we filmed this. Um, <laughs> we went so good because I even mentioned how 
Colkin uh, <laughs> hosted last week. You piece of Joe, crap. You, you know Keith and I are always going to ruin that bit. Like that's hey, yo, what we do. Yo, who's stoked for Veterans Day next week? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully we get it before Eternals and enjoy it. Because we're yeah. watching Eternals a week later? Yeah, because we're going to go watch the Internals. Well, it, it, since it was a mad rush to the theaters, we decided to wait a week. <laughs> there you go. That's how you fucking save the spot here, folks. Uh, 10.37 a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> yeah, God damn you, Keith. On 11. <laughs> All of you can go straight to hell. <laughs> All you, uh, or, oh, the Fems, right? I think oh, we got to find fans. a new name. I think, us, I think us us three like cis white dudes coming up with uh the name femmes isn't probably great but all right so we'll, the fem maybe the we'll fem, just stick with it the fem brigade only lasted a all week movies with female main characters all okay. right you, you gotta stop putting that out there Rick. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna manifest so, it i'm just so gonna the, wake up tomorrow and be like you know what he, he's right <laughs> i hate women <laughs> I mean, if we ever do the Skywalker trilogy, then there we go. We'll get into it. No, I'm gonna have to like, like go deep and read books so I can do a better analysis so the, apart from gender. <laughs> All right. So uh, I really hope the... we don't do that anytime soon. I cannot stomach watching those movies anytime soon. He's a bad character. What movie? <laughs> the entire movies are bad. She's. I mean, Skywalker was bad. If you're gonna go by that preface. <laughs> oh, he's got it. Uh. But no, so the Fem Brigade is dead. All right, so we need a new uh, <laughs> yeah, saying for the for the. Uh, this, hear me out. What about the Screamers? Ah! No, no, <laughs> no. I just want to. I just want to keep the ah going. There be Screamers, and then they, then they get turned into Squirters. We don't know. Let's not. Uh, you I know. just want to keep going ah for no reason hey, um, for the rest of our podcast. Go on to the go on to the No Cell Entertainment website and post how far you can squirt. Oh guys, it's it's right there for us. The Glazers. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Glazers. They just we're fucking not, We're not Glazers, we're not Blazers, we're not Tailors, we're not no, Screamers, our... we're not Squirters, we're not Fem Brigade, our... we're not Fems. We're our none fans, of them. Our fans none just, of them. Just our fans are just out there shooting ropes. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. They're just out no, here glazing with us. No cowboys, no cowgirls, no cow. No cow fuckers, no cow milkers, nothing. No horse fuckers, no. None really of it. We're getting into Joe's niche here of whatever weird porn he's into, and I'm uh, I'm okay with it. Sounds a little bestiality, but you know what? Whatever you like, buddy. All right, I'm gonna go safe in PG. They'll be called the experts. The fake experts? No, because we're the fake experts. They're the experts. Oh. It's so all to the compared to everything else we've come. I up know, with. right? That's what I'm saying. PG is safe, kind of like Ray Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but the other guy just driving an X, driving, flying an X-wing and blowing up a Death Star in his first time ever in that crap. Yeah, that's totally believable. Hey, I wasn't doing the Mary Sue accusations. I'm saying PG and safe. <laughs> so let's break down the budget. <laughs> I hope we actually uh, never do Star Wars and we just slowly have this debate through all of our other podcasts. Like, listen, Rise of Skywalker wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, I will never make that argument. That movie is a fucking dumpster fire. 
I this say might... eight isn't that bad. Sorry, I keep cutting Joe off. Yeah, no more. No, that's a terrible uh, opinion. <laughs> the budget for this movie was forty million dollars. About in line with the rest of them. Uh, third one got forty. Second one got fourteen. Wait, hang on. Nope. Scream one got fourteen. Scream two got twenty-four million. Then forty and forty. I'd be interested in what the inflation of what that would have been in 2011 for the first two, like where it yeah. would have ended up. Probably 180. Who knows? No. Um, the so the gross for this movie domestically in the states it only got 38 million. Internationally got 59 million. Worldwide, 97 million dollars. So you think it's because there was just too much time and like horror movies weren't the thing anymore? Like horror movies are like at the bottom of their bell curve right now where they just, they aren't very big. And maybe like now in 2021, we're going to get back up. Cause didn't Halloween actually do pretty well? Yeah. Well, Halloween and- did decent for being uh, on the streaming sites and on um, uh, at the movie theaters. Cause it got 50 million that's a, at the that's movies. A- that's a cool point you brought up there, Rick, because we're now in the era of like the A24, like prestige horror movies where like there's like smart horror movies now. Mm-hmm. So like so he, that's interesting to see how Scream 5 will tackle that. So what I did here is I actually looked up 2011 movies to see what was out at the time for when Scream 4 came out. So we are in the year of sequels as it's Paranormal Activity 3, Final Destination 5, um, you have your next human centipede two. Jesus. Uh quarantine two. That's um, an interesting point. There might have just been sequel like fatigue. Sequel fatigue like, yeah. Just too much of it was out there. And so many of them had been bad that just seeing four attached to screen might have killed. Because I mean, this isn't this isn't a tragic like I really liked it. Keith wasn't as high on it, but it's still not like a tragically bad movie. That was good. Like, I'm looking at these movies right now and they're all like, you know, the thing that the remake was uh, one of the movies, but it's just like a lot of movies. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're supposed to be super bloody or you're not, you know, a, we are in reboot fatigue times. Exactly. (laughs) So that could have been, and that's also why I think a lot of movies like in current age have dropped the numbers because they're trying to be like, it's more standalone. Like, it's not just a remake type thing to try and that, get more people into it. And that's why, I think that's why the new Scream is just called Scream because it's just, is going to be a fresh start to just like how Halloween 2018 did of, of it just being Halloween. So, so let's go to the box office for April 15th through the 17th for 2011. It came out in April? Weird. Yep. It was supposed to come out in 2010, but uh, it got pushed back a year. So that's also probably what hurt it, because like April's a weird time to release a horror movie. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So coming in at number 10 in its fifth week with 3.6 million, Limitless. Oh, God, that movie. Bradley Cooper taking a pill to make himself smart. And like turn into a TV show or something. The hundred percent of your brain premise is so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming in at number nine in its second week with four million. Your Highness. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, 
<laughs> I've never seen that one. That's the one that's got actually Emma Watson and like all that cast in it, right? It was no. That's towards... it's, uh, it's Zoe Deschanel, James Franco, and um. I thought Emma Watson was in that. I don't think she, no. She's in the um... Natalie Portman. Oh, that too it is. I'm confusing yeah. the two of them. Uh, yes, the thing right. of this is the end. We're starting to go towards the end of the R-rated comedies. We're getting we're mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're running out. <laughs> uh, number eight with in its third week was six point two million source code. Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Oh yep yep. Uh, number seven in its third week was six point seven million Insidious. Number six in its second week was six point seven and some change. Arthur, the remake with Russell Brand. I've seen every movie so far. <laughs> I've seen like none of these movies. Uh, number five in its second week was seven point two million. Soul Surfer. Oh, is that the shark movie? The shark movie with the girl getting her arm bit <laughs> yeah, off. Yep, I saw that. Okay. Are we We're sure this isn't about five. soul skating? No, we're not at that brink yet. I got uh, we got some sponsorships from the pet cleaning store. There it is. Uh, number four in its second week was seven point two million. Some change, Hannah. Mm-mm-mm. No, never saw that done? one. All right. Uh, number three in its third week with ten million. Hop. It's, oh. I saw that. <laughs> God damn it! You fucking saw Hop. Yeah, Why? Yeah, Easter Island. Fucking. Uh, it's, it was one of the movies that has got the Cyclops guy, where he's always with animated characters. Scott, uh, <laughs> yeah, James Madsen. Yeah, James Madsen. Yep. Uh, coming in number two in its first week with eighteen million dollars. Scream Four. By the way, eighteen million on its opening weekend. That's not good. By the way, I've got some really, I've got something else to complain about about naming mechanics. They do the dumb fuck thing where they make a four and a in the scream title. Ah, uh, come on, that's a classic. I hate it because it's scrim with a four shoved in there. <laughs> We're about to have a scrim. Um, coming in, so that means coming in at number one in its first week with thirty-eight million dollars, Rio. Oh wow, we got stomped by that movie. That's you know, such a I never saw Rio. Movie. You never it seen is. it, Keith? Never saw Rio. So, Keith, Average. you're eight for ten. Yep. You're eight for ten in the movie franchise. <laughs> in movies in this. That was a big theater year. <laughs> oh, and uh, so after 2011 Scream in 2015, they decided to do a Scream TV show Yuck. for MTV. <laughs> and I believe it lasted, I want to say, two seasons. No, dude, they had four because it's on Netflix. Hey, Hold on. yeah, it went from All 2015 right. to 2019, so yeah, four seasons. And like, it has uh, if I were, I, I never watched it because at the time I was not into the screen movies, so I wouldn't, uh, I saw it and, and it was on MTV. I was like, nah, dog, I'm good. Yeah, I don't think there's much to it. To like, I Ben yeah. doesn't even have a comedy. I bet it's like too much slasher flick. And that's a deal with cyberbullying. And you know, I don't want to talk about Keith being a pedophile. And uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
if I get doxxed, there's going to be people coming after me and trying to beat me up in my home. <laughs> I mean, you're uh, the one who makes jokes about hanging out with, you know, guys in prison cells. But and then using that use lube, which you can go to uselube.com and use the uh, uh, promo code not a petty, and you get yourself 20% off your uh, next use lube. If you if you go to GoFundMe.com and you type in fake movie experts in the promo code, you'll get an extra 20% added to your donation to the Keats Not a Pedophile Fund. <laughs> we, we're, we're, start, we're, start the, we're start on the uh, website, a uh, Keith Not a Petty uh, page. And, <laughs> you know, we're, uh, I assure you I'm not a pedophile.com. <laughs> yeah, we're sure. We're sure that we're not petty. It's just like the thing that got put out by the owner of the Phoenix Suns recently. He's like, listen, I'm not a racist douchebag. I just do racist douchebag things. That's hilarious. (laughs) So, but yeah, the Scream uh, TV show has nothing to do with any of the movies. Uh, Stated in an interview, uh, Wes Craven told uh, the MTV should have just left the mask alone and let Ghostface be Ghostface. I feel like they changed stuff up about it. Hell yeah, Wes Craven. I mean, if MTV is doing it in the year of our Lord, 2015, then yeah, it's probably not great. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the ratings and let's see how this movie uh, compares to the other ones. IMDb gives Scream 4 a 6.2 out of 10. Higher than 3. Uh, tied with 2 and less than 1. Uh, all audience on Rotten Tomato, all critics on Rotten Tomato gave this a 60, so fresh. Top critics gave this a 61, fresh. And an audience gave this a 56 for Rotten. Mm. So I've got the Roger Ebert queued up here. I can t- chime right. that in. The, the very yep. alive, very alive, very alive. flesh, got bones standing upright. The grading flesh, got it. Yep. He, uh, two out of four stars. Wes, uh, I chose a nice little passage here written by uh, my favorite movie critic here. Wes Craven is a good director and the film was done with some wit and style. The actors do what they can in a film that doesn't care about human insights. The characters are almost preternatural in their detachment. If you were embedded in events like this, wouldn't you be paralyzed with panic? So he mostly That's a fair take. That's a fair (laughs) take. I'll give give that to him. That's a fair take. (laughs) So he mostly liked it. I think he uh, he's got a little screen fatigue. <laughs> so let's uh, do some rankings here. Let's uh, we're doing best villain, best death, best best movie, best Sydney, and then we introduced in last week's show best intro death. So let's start with that one. Best intros death. Uh, for us right now, it's one, two, three. For this one, it's they mock it a little bit doing the stab six and seven, and then we get the real one. So in reality, we get six deaths in the uh, five in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's a lot of death. I so would where say does that it's com- above three, but still behind one and two. Because three is where's the live Schreiber? Live Schreiber, yeah. Cotton yeah. And- yeah. His so you have you have one of of uh, Drew Barrymore and the boyfriend, then two is Omar Epps and Jada Pickett, and then three is Lev Schreiber and the wife. Yep, I agree. Up. I think okay. 
Where, where do you put it, Keith? Oh, or... I, I was going to argue that this one, this one was my least favorite. There's just nothing memorable about three, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, four, four and three are close to me. I didn't much care for either of them. I agree to that. Like they're not as like <laughs> iconic as the first one, or as cool as the second one. Because the whole the whole bit of the stab meta thing got wore off on me real fast. Like, okay, yep, yeah, there's a bunch of stabs. Okay, I think doing it three times was one time too many. <laughs> yeah, uh, Keith, you 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 convinced me. I'll put it for it last because of the fact that uh, Lev Schreiber was one of the ones that got killed. So one of the <laughs> yes, yes, original yes. cast. Uh, let's do best Sydney right now. It's one, two, three, four, uh, one, two, three. Where do we put her for four? I liked God. her in this one. She was like a she, she had sort of a mama bear thing kind of going on in this. So she... I think she's above three. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I can buy it. I felt like she was more badass in three, but she just was barely in three. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Yeah, uh, let's do best deaths. Uh, right now it's one, two, and three. Where do we put all these deaths? Uh, we have the stab fake outs. We have the homage to uh, one with the um, garage scene. We get the uh, cops getting killed. Um, the end brutal scene of the another another party. The, Dude, co- the gutting of the girl. The gutting of the girl next door. This is a uh, for me. I'll go first. This one's easy for me. This one's after it goes one one four two three. Yeah, I'm gonna put it number one. I thought the killing Damn. in this was brutal and just like the right amount of gory. Like it didn't yeah. feel over the top, but like still felt there. So I'm gonna say this to me was the best killings. Cool. Also, the killing of Anthony Anderson, the just stabbing yeah. right in the head, easily my favorite killing in any of the screen movies. That was good. I so have it down at, to Joe. I have it at two. So it's one, four, two, three. Um, one just, I, I understand it because one has the icon mm-hmm. moniker to it. So I can, I'm all right with that. Yep. Let's do best villain. Right now we have Stu and Billy. We have uh, Roman, the half brother, and then Mommy and Mickey. Where do we put um, Crazy Jill and, uh, Charlie Culkin. Uh, they're two for me. Goes one, four, three, two. Like she just like to me, she was even more psychotic than Billy, and just like brilliant. But Culkin was a step down from Stu. So like as a pairing, I felt the pairing in one of Stu and Billy was better. Two is uh, two is the. Uh student and the mom and three's the half brother keith yeah gotcha yeah two two wasn't two i, I three wasn't a great movie but the, i like the bad guy he was the kooky director yeah so that was but and two just wasn't very memorable for the baddies so this you might be right this might be second place i think you might be right i have it i have it second because i like the homage to billy and stew of the fact mm-hmm. that they're going to do the exact same thing but they do the plot twist of the niece going, no, it's a one-man show now. Well, and I also heard that um, Rory Culkin did the Dwayne The Rock Johnson workout plan before this movie. Slimmed so, down? He slimmed? No, he just like, he increased, he increased oh, he his strength. Up. He increased did his they strength 3,000%. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, they had those like, CGI, CGI on back to being scrawny. Yeah, it was like Captain America. So they CGI'd him and the knives in this movie? Yeah, Rory Culkin is very strong. Just that's, that's a fact. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think it's one one four uh three two in the killers. Uh let's do overall best movie. Right now it's one, two, and three. Where do you put four? One, two, four, three. I go one, four, two, three. Because if I'm going to rewatch a movie, I'm going to rewatch four before I rewatch two. Um, yeah. I, this one's hard. It is. Like, you can flip them either way you want. Um, I'm gonna go with one. We all agree three is at the bottom. Yes, it is. Yes, Uh, yes. no. For me, for me, I'm changing it up. It's now three, two, four, one. Jesus (laughs) Christ! And then flip that, and that's his actual one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I'm putting uh four behind two, so it's one, two, four. But I can flip it and switch it at at any time. I just think because the fact pretty interchangeable. I think. Yeah, because I think for me, for two being two is good only because of the fact that like it takes place like three months after the original one. So there's that continuation. Yeah. And Which I is like one that. long movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you can watch one and two in that three hour, you know, the, <coughs> excuse me, almost four hours and it's just one whole movie. <coughs> so let's glaze some stars. Star, 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 glaze, 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 star glazers with our glazers. <laughs> glazers. Set our glazers to stun. All right. So give Damn. us, Rick, give us the breakdown of what we've glazed so far for the Scream franchise. You bet, buddy. So Scream came in at a 3.9 after Keith gave it a four and three quarters. Joe and I came in at three and a half. Should definitely be a four and a half for both of us on that one. Yep. We failed hard. Uh, Scream 2 came in at a 3.8 after three and a half from both Joe and Keith. I gave it four and a quarter. Scream 3 came in at a two and a half after Keith gave it two and three quarters. Joe came in at two and a half, and I came in at two and a quarter. All right. So, Keith, what do you give Scream 4? Okay. Two 2.75. Wow, you say it's the same as Scream 3? Because, well, they... Oh, I, I forgot I said that. Uh, no, no, but I got to stick with it. I can't change it. Um, well, you can change it now. It's not final. Once we no, move on from you, then it's final. No, I'll stick with, I'll stick with it because I'm comfortable with that number because this movie was like a little better. It was better than average. And the, okay, here, no, here's the, okay, here's my reasoning because the characters... Three was a shittier movie, yes, but the characters were more loud and obnoxious. And I thought this movie needed more characters that were sort of obnoxious. It, this movie needed a Matthew Lillard. And it really, to me, it lacked it. I mean, to they, be fair, I, Keith, every movie needs a Matthew Lillard yeah. that doesn't actually already have a Matthew Lillard in it. <laughs> I okay. could not, I, I 100% agree the fact after watching this going, Matthew Lillard should have been in a lot more movies than he was. <laughs> The last time I remember him, he was in a Law and Order, and he was like 
I saw that episode. <laughs> was he handicapped? Right? Like, oh, he was like a he was like a Norman Bates guy. Is like obsessed with his mom. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, Rick, what are you going to give a? Uh, I came in at four and a quarter. I loved wow. this. Whoa. I loved the casting. I loved like the new age way they went about it. I dug the whole clout chasing angle. I thought that was cool. And Jill as a as the psycho was just like next level to me. Like that kicking her own ass scene and then trying to kill Sydney in the hospital. Like that shit was fucked. I really dug it. <laughs> What are you doing? I'm kicking my own ass. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Uh, for me, I'll give this three and a quarter. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie for what it was. Um, I bring Scream four in at three point four stars. Three point four, fun. Okay. Um, let me ask you guys this before we move. Wrap it up. Would you, as Ricky already said you would, would you watch all four going further or will you just watch one and then see if that le- piques your interest on going on, moving on to each movie? I don't think I will watch the sequels much. Scream 1 isn't, because they all sort of roughly do the same thing. But like, I, I think just Scream 1 is a more pure experience so I I don't see me as far as like rewatchability like this. I'm really happy I watched all the sequels now because I've experienced it. But I will never like seek out. I will never choose. I would have to watch them in order, kind of like you're saying. Like I could never just oh I'm gonna watch Scream Four today. Like I, so you so what you're saying is the fact you won't like say next October when the Halloween season comes to watching scary movies. You're not gonna just you know what I'm gonna watch the Scream movies. Yeah, there's a bunch of other horror movies out there in the world that I like. So I just, I, I could see me absolutely throwing on one. Like, yeah, that'd be a worthy purchase. Kind of like you were saying, getting that fancy, fancy pants 4K steelbook. Like, that'd be pretty cool. I didn't get that. Richard did. Yeah, yeah. Bam. <laughs> I, I could see myself like every three to five years being like, you know what? I want to, like, I kind of want to scream again. I got to get through these again. Yeah. Like, Halloween hey, people around. I'm ready for some scream. Ah. Ah. There it is. I think I think Scream would be a spectacular movie to have on the background at like a little like a little kickback or get together, like the Stabathon. Like have some beers and some buds and just watch a like watch have Scream on in the background and kind of be talking to each other over it. Yeah. Basically, what Scream a, One's all about the ending. Yeah. Definitely slapping into my rotation of movies. Like that'll probably be a yearly watch at least. Is Scream? Like I'm in in the screen now and this will be a movie i see quite often now and i think that it is a great movie for like young people should watch it young people should sneak and watch it when they shouldn't be allowed to that's when that movie is best watched i think so like someone going to a sleepover when they normally can't watch r-rated movies or something this would be a great movie for that bunch of friends like 12 and 13 year olds who somehow like got their older siblings copy of the movie yeah, that's that's, mm-hmm. that, that's the best scenario to watch this movie. Um, I could see myself like maybe like let's say next year doing the Scream because I always love to do the Halloween franchise every October. So like I dedicate the whole month to Halloween nice. movies. I try to watch them all like in a <laughs> week 
but the uh, the producer can't take it. <laughs> Smart. She can't handle all the like, she can't handle all the murders and stuff. Like, to, like I'll be honest, when I when we did the fr- Scream franchise, I, I watched um, one and two back to back. I legit had a a dream with Ghostface <laughs> in it, like. I, I was just one of those things like it wasn't a scary dream or nothing. It's just I'm like I remember walking in a hallway and then I turn around. There's Ghostface like lurking and crouching, like That's gonna funny. jump me. And yeah. the producer can't are, handle that. These movies are good for households with people that don't necessarily like horror movies all that much because they're yeah. not like they're not too spooky. Yeah. There it's and it's that crazy part because I've said it on other, you know, on the first episode of how I'm not a big horror movie guy. And the first one, like all these movies, but like, you know, I was really nervous for the first one because I'm like, I hate blood. I hate this. I hate that. And then I'm watching. I'm like, it's not that bad to, you know, it's tamed for a gore factor. So. But, you know, uh, I will say, Keith, good job on picking this franchise because you actually got two people to actually start buying all the movies and when they come <laughs> out, and, you know. And I will buy the other ones for 4K if they ever come out. Just my ADD in me to be like, <laughs> I got to own them all. It's like Pokemon. So This is the second franchise that Keith has made me buy movies I never owned or planned to own. <laughs> like it started with Predator. Never planned to own any of those. Now I own them all. It kind of sucks kinda, on all the predators. <laughs> I regret owning predators and the predator, but but nah. scream like that's God, it's so good. So Keith did a good pick, and now we move on to yeah, Ricky. Go. As Ricky, yeah. you get to pick what movie franchise we will break down next week. All right, boys. We haven't actually gone this deep into this. I am a huge nerd. I love sci-fi. Touche. And we've yet to dive into any sci-fi, except, you know, in Fast 10 when we went into space. Hell yeah. Before before you move on. Is it Titan AE? No, no. I don't I don't care if it's Titan 90. Where can oh, we Titan watch Titan AE. Where, where can we watch it? Where's the first the one is on Netflix. The second okay. one is on HBO Max. It's okay. Easy. Awesome. This is a dive into a sci-fi franchise I have never seen. So it's not Titan AE, Keith, because I've seen that movie a lot. Love it. <laughs> and there's only one, right? There's only one of those, so we can't... Yeah. And, uh, that was why, because I, I, I would have felt really bad if I got it right. Is That would have been like like ruining Christmas or something. Yeah. <laughs> the original the intro. movie does star someone from an iconic sci-fi franchise that we all do love, though. Hmm. Boys... It's time to do some running with some blades out. We're going to do Blade Runner. Sick. And Blade Runner 2042. Oh, you guys get to get obnoxious, Keith, because I just I just did the thing last year where I'm like, I'm, I'm going to read the book and then watch Blade Runner because I've never because I've never seen Blade Runner before. So I'm like, all right, I got, I got to read this book. So then I can watch the movie. <laughs> so read that book again. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I have never seen the Blade Runner movies, which is weird as a huge sci-fi nerd to have never like, dipped into this sci-fi. And it's an iconic uh, Harrison Ford role. So we're going to be I... doing some Blade Runner. I've never seen any of them. Uh, I would, uh, I would just say that I know uh, the sequel isn't 
you know, uh, as a how it was good. Yeah. It wasn't as well regarded as people had hoped it would be. Yeah, for being. But hey, it's got Batista in it, so we got that going for us. That's all that matters. So next week here on Fake Movie Experts, Blade Runner. Can't wait. Uh, you can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com, where you can find all of our blogs, all of our uh, podcasts, everything, even Keith's defense about how he's not a predator and a pedophile. Seriously, um, please donate to the GoFundMe. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're about to watch two movies that are headed up by very good-looking men in Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling, and I don't know if we're prepared for that. <laughs>